You're tuning in to Tazi Encounters on Faith FM and uh, today is a very beautiful day. It's sunny. We are out of lockdown in southern Tasmania. The streets and the roads are looking busy and life is almost back to normal except for the wearing of the masks which all right. Yeah, we have to still it's, it still has to go on till Friday but we are grateful to have our freedom back and uh, anyway as you should be coming to you live from Hobart Tasmania and you can catch us on 87.6 87.8 or 88.0 and also through the Faith FM app from the App Store or the Faith FM website that is faithfm.com.au uh, where you can also catch up on previous episodes that we've done um today we have Rachel Challenge Joining us from Bernie and Draco will be continuing with this series of programs titled 3MJ, where the 3M stand for Movement, Message and Mission and J standing for Jesus. Welcome, Draco. How are you today? Yeah, good, Tabitha. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> How's your week been so far? Yeah, it's been it's been good thus far. Um, I guess my voice is a little bit funny. It feels a little bit lower uh, today, um, but other than that, I'm doing okay. That's good. Um, so I have a question for you. If you would want to develop a new skill, what would it be? Mm, that's a good question. There's a. Uh, a few things that come to my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, probably, I would love to learn how to play the piano. Yeah. And, and that takes a lot of time. I play the guitar, and even when it comes to the guitar, I wish I could learn how to pick the guitar better. Mm-hmm. Uh, another skill that I would like to probably develop is uh, skiing, water skiing. Yeah. Uh, I do. I enjoy. I've been snow skiing a few times, but water skiing. I've tried that a few times when I was a kid, and I never managed to get up. Mm. Um, and uh, the other skill I would really like to develop further mm-hmm. that I think of. I, I, I usually enjoy playing sports, and uh, as a kid growing up in Sydney, my mum took me to the ice rink a few times and uh, I enjoyed ice skating. I grew up also rollerblading Mm -hmm. and uh, what I would enjoy one day is just taking a hockey stick with a puck and just trying to um, get a skill of knowing how to move that puck around and shoot it and yeah I, I would love to maybe one day be in Canada and just be on a lake where it's frozen in winter and it will be probably really cold but just get that skill of um, ice hockey shoes and oh, I don't know what you call it, skates I should say ice hockey skates and just yeah get that skill so it does take uh, I think that would take a bit of time to develop oh yeah that's for sure yeah oh very interesting response there <laughs> and maybe how about I'll- you Tabitha Oh, uh, about me, <laughs> mine is maybe a bit okay. For me, at the moment, it would be professional skills. Um, so I'm working on, I'm developing myself with uh, some skills like um, graphic de- design, um, improving my photography skills, website management, because these are the skills I need in my profession as a journalist. So I'm working on that at the moment. Um, I can't think of a life skill though, <laughs> but yeah, I've always wanted to learn to play piano, um, but mm. I haven't got into doing it. So hopefully I can do it, but I, I usually think that in future, when God blesses me with a child, maybe I can 
um yeah teach them to play piano or guitar <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so maybe our listeners can text us um if you would like to develop a skill to share with us what skill would it be um and also our show number is zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. Um, you can text us with any questions, any comments, any feedback we'd like to hear from you. Um, Draco, did you want to give a recap of what you shared last week? Last time we talked about uh, as it was in the days of Noah and also in the days of Lot, so it will be with the coming of the Son of Man. And we talked about how people will be eating, drinking, uh, giving in marriage, having wives. Um, there'll be abominations, idolatry. There'll be sexual immorality. Uh, there'll be a lot of these things that are going to be happening before Christ comes back again. And I believe that is a very self-evident these days. Mm-hmm. And uh, we believe that uh, uh, also Jesus is coming soon. There are signs and We've looked at the parable of the fig tree, and we've also looked at the days of Noah and the days of Lot, and today we're going to be looking at the parable of the faithful and unfaithful servant. That's what comes next. Sometimes it is also referred to as the parable of the faithful and evil mm-hmm. servant. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Tabitha, can you pray, and then we'll start. Sure. Um, Father, we thank you for this beautiful day. We thank you um, that we are out of lockdown. We thank you for everything, God. And we thank you for this show. We thank you for Rako. And as he's going to share your word, Father, we pray that you may be with um, him and um, that your Holy Spirit may move him um, and that whatever he shares with us, that we may um, listen unto it and um, act upon it. May you be with us throughout the show that everything goes smoothly. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. The passage of scripture we're looking at today is Matthew 24 and verses 45 to 51. And it's interesting, after this passage of scripture, you got Matthew chapter 25. Matthew 24 and 25 is a package. And after the parable of the faithful and unfaithful servant, you've got three parables in a row. Mm-hmm. You've got the parable of the ten virgins, um, which we'll cover next uh, next week. You've got the parable of the talents, and then you have the parable of the sheep and goats. And so, in all of these parables, we see that there are two groups. There are those who are ready for the coming of Jesus, and there are, and there are those who are not ready for the coming of Jesus. Um, the passage of Scripture we're studying today is also, uh, there's a parallel account of this found in Luke chapter 12, verses 42 to 48. And this parable is really going to teach us, the one we're studying today is, you know, what are we supposed to be doing as we wait for the return of Jesus Christ? And before we just dive into the Scripture, uh, whoever is listening, I just want you to picture this. I want you to picture that there is a napkin or maybe even a handkerchief and that there is a rock and this rock represents a talent and in the Bible a talent represents a spiritual gift and imagine you take this rock which represents your spiritual gift or your talent whatever you have and you place it on top of the napkin and then you fold the napkin and so then you can't see the rock anymore. And then you take it, and let's say you bury it in the ground. Mm. 
Hmm. Yeah, and you're not using that talent. So just try and have that imagery and that picture, and hopefully, towards the end of our episode, I'll bring, I'll come back to that illustration. So Tabitha, can you please read Matthew 24, verses 45 to 51, and then after we've read this passage, we we are going to go verse by verse. Okay. Um, who then is a faithful and wise servant whom his master made ruler over his household to give them food in due season? Blessed is that servant who his master, when he comes, he will find so doing. Um, when he comes, will find so doing. Assuredly, I say to you that he will make him ruler over all his goods. But if that evil servant says in his heart, my master is delaying his coming, and begins to beat his fellow servants and to eat and drink with his drunkards. The master of that servant will come on a day when he is not looking for him and at an hour that he is not aware of and will cut him in him in two and appoint him his portion with the hypocrites. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Thanks for reading that for us. Mm. Verses 45 to verse 47, it's talking about the faithful servant. And then verses 48 to 51, it's talking about the unfaithful servant or the wicked servant. And almost when you read about the unfaithful servant, it's almost uh, the passage of Scripture is almost twice as long almost compared to the faithful servant. Mm -hmm. So let's go back to verse 45. Mm -hmm. And can you just read verse 45, please? Who then is a faithful and wise servant, whom his master made ruler over his household to give them food in due season? Thank you. Notice here, he doesn't just mention that this uh, servant is faithful, but he's also wise. Mm. And let me ask you a question. Who do you think the servant here represents? Or what does the servant represent here? Um, is it us? It does represent us. Yeah. Uh, 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 on the same day, on the Tuesday, because the events that we're studying here took place on the Tuesday, a few days before Christ is going to be crucified on the cross. Mm-hmm. And on the same day earlier when Jesus was in the temple, this is before the Mount of Olives experience where we're reading now, Jesus was in the temple and he shared a parable of the wicked vine dressers. He talked mm-hmm. about servants there, how the servants were rejected um, and they were rejected by religious leaders. In the Bible, servants can represent prophets, but also messengers of God. Mm. But also, we are called to be a royal priesthood. And so, this is based on 1 Peter 2.9. So, in a way, we are servants of God. Mm. So, it's not just religious leaders that are servants here, mm-hmm. but also you have, um, you have God's people. Mm-hmm. And I see that our time is up for mm. this first section. And when we come back, we're going to talk about and look at a few passages of of scripture of what does it mean to be a servant of God okay so stay with us as we listen to this song and find us faithful by Christina Burdell we're pilgrims on the journey of the narrow road And those who've gone before us line the way Cheering on the faithful Encouraging the weary Their lives 
gives a stirring testament to God's sustaining grace. Surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us run the race not only for the prize. But as those who've gone before us, let us leave to those behind us the heritage of faithfulness passed on through godly lives. Oh, may all who come behind us find us faithful. May the fire of their way. May the footprints that we leave lead them to believe, and the lives we live inspire them to obey. Oh, may all who come behind us find us faithful. have come and gone And our children sift through all we've left behind May the clues that they discover And the memories they uncover Become the light that leads them To the road we each must find Oh, may Find us faithful May the fire of our devotion Light their way May the footprints that we leave Lead them to believe And the lives we live Inspire them to obey program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. Um, that was Find Us Faithful by Christina Beldell. And you're listening to Taz Encounters on Faith FM. And you're listening um, 
Draco Jellet, and Draco is talking about the faithful and unfaithful servant. And before we continue, I'd like to encourage our listeners to text us of uh, skills they'd like to develop. Like if you want um, or if you had a chance to develop a new skill, what would it be? Um, I would like to hear from you. Text us on 0488-880891. And um, yeah, we'll be able to share your your responses. And we also have a free offer. It's a book called Best Ever Mission Stories by Charlotte Ishkanian. And we'll give you more information about that a bit later. So, Rako, um, where do we go from here? Uh, I just want to make a comment on that listener question that was asked. You know, what's the skill that you would like to develop in? And notice, this is a call to action. And uh, uh, earlier on, I mentioned about learning to play the piano, uh, water skiing, and also learning how to uh, ice hockey uh, and using a hockey stick and a puck. And what I want to mention is there's a call of action there. And... You know, to ask yourself, well, how can I also maybe use this somehow to the glory of God? So, you know, learning a piano, I can praise God um, to the glory of God. And maybe when it comes to water skiing or, you know, learning how to skate, well, you know, I'm starting to think of having other people and maybe having a life group or some small group where you come together and you socialize and maybe you have a prayer in the beginning and a prayer at the end. It's not a time for like formal big Bible study, but it's about making, um, making connections with people. So when we're going to study about the faithful servant and the unfaithful servant, what we're going to really focus on too is action Mm. and doing things for the Lord Jesus Christ. So the question just before our break was, what does it mean to be a servant of God? And in Romans chapter 6, verse 22, the King James Version says this, Mm -hmm. but now being made free from sin and become servants to God, ye have your fruit unto holiness and the end everlasting life. Mm-hmm. So we see here to be a servant is to be made free from sin. And after all, Jesus came to save us from our sins. Mm-hmm. Can you please read Ephesians chapter 6, verses 5 and 6, Tabitha? Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 5 and 6, please. Sure. Um, the title is Born Servants and Masters. Um, Born Servants, be obedient to Sorry, <clears throat> to those who are your masters, according to the flesh, with fear and trembling, in sincerity of heart, as to Christ, not with eye service, as men pleasers, but uh, as born servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart. Here it mentions bond servant. That simply means a servant. Mm-hmm. A bond servant, when we read this scripture, is one who obeys God from the heart. So there's obedience there. Second mm-hmm. Timothy chapter two, verse twenty-four and twenty-five. Can you please read that for us? Sure. Um, and a servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but be gentle to all, able to teach. Patient in humility, correcting those who are in opposition, if God perhaps will grant them repentance so that they may know the truth. You notice there are several things here mentioned about a servant of the Lord. Mm. Uh, the first one is not to quarrel. Yeah. Simply don't fight. <laughs> uh, number two, be gentle to mm. all, not just to some, but to all. Um, able to teach. Uh, patient. I know I need more patience. Mm. And, and when you read Revelation chapter 1, verse 9, it talks about how John is on the island of Patmos. He's a servant of God and he's patient. Mm. 
the patience of John. Uh, you read in Revelation 14, verse 12, talks about God's people at the end, and it says, here is the patience of the saints. Um, it also talks about in Matthew 24 and verse 13, but he who endures to the end sh- shall be saved. That word endure can also mean patience and cheerful endurance. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, there's going to be... Um, we know that in the future there's going to be a storm that's going to come and God's people need to be patient and not aggressive and collected and diplomatic and loving. Mm-hmm. So these these are characteristics of God's servant, a faithful servant. Can you please read Galatians chapter 1 and verse 10? Um, we've had a listener text in, do you mind if I share? Yeah, go ahead. Um, so Michael, Michael has texted and said, uh, new skill um, to be more proficient with eschatology. Wow. So the big question then is, for some of our listeners, what is eschatology? <laughs> I thought this. <laughs> you, you, okay. So eschatology, uh, to be more proficient in eschatology. Um, ology, we, most of us would know what ology means. It means a, uh, a study of something. Mm. Uh, eska, um, it talks about that in the Greek, it's the last day events. So oh. a study of last day events. Oh, that's a very uh, interesting skill, to be honest. Thanks, Michael, for sharing that with us. Maybe you can, if you don't mind, you can add some more um, information, like why you'd like to be good with that. But thank <laughs> you for sharing. That's very interesting response. Yeah, I've actually wanted to develop a whole lecture course on uh, eschatology, last day events. Maybe after I finish Jesus' final week of ministry and then talk about his early ministry and his middle ministry, then I'll go to the eschatology. But you know what's interesting? Uh, uh, So much that we study about Jesus' final week of ministry, it could be related to eschatology Mm -hmm. uh, and time events. And as we, I don't know when we'll get to this, but... I'll just mention this. The Pharisees and the Sadducees, they were, uh, they had differences in ideology and also theology, but yet they came together to, to persecute Jesus Christ. So there's this ecumenism, ecumenical movement, um, where you have these different faiths coming together. And in the future, you have this ecumenism coming together um, that will persecute God's people and I'll just add in this other example because I think it's relevant as we study the final week of Jesus then we apply it to end time Jesus was in the garden of Gethsemane mm-hmm. and when he was there who came to arrest him um, the um, first the soldiers the soldiers came along. Yeah. Um, the Bible tells us that there was a band of troops that came along. That word band in the Greek is spiera, which means a cohort. Um, sorry, one-tenth of a... Yeah, it's a cohort, which is one-tenth of a legion. So it's a, a legion has 6,000 Roman soldiers. Well, a cohort, one-tenth is about, uh, they say, about 600. I'm not sure, but there was many soldiers that came along. But the soldiers didn't just come there by themselves. They came with the religious leaders, right? Mm. So there you have church, there you have um, also these soldiers, this is military, this is political, you have church and state that come together to persecute, to, to arrest one man, and in the future church and state will come together. So my whole point is, you know, as we study Jesus' final week of ministry we see there is so much application for end time events. And even what we're talking about now, the faithful and unfaithful servant. 
because this is coming after the days of Noah. Yeah, we can talk, we can sometimes talk about a lot about the days of Noah. Um, but the question is, what am I doing? Am I being proficient? Um, am I playing a part? Um, am I, am I playing a part in hastening the coming of the day of the Lord? Because God can easily use angels to finish his day. But God also wants to include us. And there is a beautiful joy when we get involved in End time events, eschatology, you know. Okay, I need to get back to our topic here. I went off the track a little <laughs> bit. I got excited. Um, so we're talking about, you know, what is a servant of the Lord? Can you please read Galatians chapter 1 and verse 10? Um, should I? Michael has texted again. Sorry, yes, Michael. go again. Uh, Michael said, endurance to the end is to do with is to do with the last days, which is not now. The last days were in the first century. Hebrews 1 verse 1 to 2. Um, yeah, maybe you will. Mm. I, 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 I'm, I'm, not, I'm just going to mention this one point. You know, it's interesting. There are different biblical um, interpretations of Scripture. And, mm. and it's interesting. I don't know exactly where Mike was coming from, ex- except that he's talking about, okay, in the first century, there's the... Um, the last days. We, we have studied in Matthew chapter 24 how there are events that are leading up to the destruction of Jerusalem. And Jesus was asked the question, when will these things be? Yes, it was in connection with the destruction of Jerusalem. But then he was also asked the question, and what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age or the end of the world? And so Jesus, he um, he blends these two events together. Events leading up to the destruction of the city of Jerusalem, which occurred in the first century AD, will be very similar with events leading up to the second coming of Jesus. And the other thing that I'll throw in here is that there are differences when it comes to biblical interpretation of scripture, mm-hmm. uh, of prophecy. There are people who use the, uh, and I hope I can get this all right, the preterist view, and they just explain the Bible uh, all in the present time, in the first century AD. There's also the futurist view, where people say, well, nothing has really been happening yet. It's all still in the future. Um, especially when you go to the book of Revelation, people say, well, from Revelation chapter 4 and onwards, it's all still in the future. Um, then you also have the idealist approach, where he kind of picks and chooses everything. And then you have the historicist view. And I personally believe in a historicist view, where I also see uh, history is being, or prophecy is being fulfilled throughout time. We see historical events. And so that's the historical view, And so, um, when we talk about Revelation 13, there are things there that have happened in the past, but there's also a big chunk of it that's still in the future. From Revelation 13, verse 11, and onwards, it's still in the future. So, it really, you know, we've got to be careful with our, uh, with our method of biblical interpretation. Mm, that's right. Um, thank you, Michael, for texting in, and thank you, Rachel, for giving a detailed um, explanation and response to that um, interaction. We're going to listen to this song, I Will Not Forget by Keith and Christine Getty. Jesus Lord Oh help me always to remember How your miracle delivered me from pain How your love has freed my captive heart forever By your grace, you've always been my one defender. I was dead, and then you gave me life again. 
Listening to Tazi Encounters on Faith FM, and um, you're listening to Draco Chelitz, and Draco's been talking about the faithful servants. Um, Draco, do you have more to share, uh, more characteristics of a faithful servant? Yes, in, in Galatians chapter 1 and verse 10, it says, For do I now persuade men or God, or do I seek to pl- please men? For if I still please men, I would not be a bondservant of Christ. So, a servant of God is not there to please men, but to please God. Mm. A- and let me just put all of this together um, when it comes to a servant of God. They're free from sin. Um, does the will of God from the heart. Notice he does. The word does is a verb. It's an action word. Not quarrelsome. Not is a verb. Um, it's an action word. Gentle to all. Gentle is a verb. It's an action word. Able to teach. Teach is a verb. It's an action word. It's a doing word. Patient. Patient is a verb. It's a doing word, an action word. And they put God's authority uh, first. And so they want to please God and not man. And let's continue. And let's actually no. Let me just uh, also mention this point too. Mm-hmm. In verse uh, in Matthew chapter twenty four, can you please read verse forty six for us, please? Matthew twenty four and verse forty six. Okay, just Matthew twenty four. Let me go back to that. Um, blessed is that servant who is, who whom his master, when he comes, will find so doing. 
Mm. Yeah. You know, it, it mentions here that he's doing things right, mm. and he's blessed by that. And you know what the word blessed means here in the Greek? It's the Greek word makarios, which means happy. Mm. So you are happy when you are doing things. Mm. And what we see is that this servant is a man of action. And uh, on the internet, I saw an acronym for the word ACT. Mm -hmm. And it is this, action changes things. I like that. Mm. Action changes things. But I also saw an acronym for action, which is this, always complete the immediate objective now. You know, don't wait for it. Uh, always complete the immediate objective now. And I like this because it's kind of like uh, military talk, <laughs> military language. We see that this, um, this uh, faithful servant, he is also wise. Mm -hmm. And it does talk about the master here. Mm -hmm. The master made him a ruler. And who's the master? Well, it's none, no other than God, God. himself, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, he's made him a ruler. So we see this servant is a ruler. He's a leader. He's a spiritual leader. Mm -hmm. And it also mentions here, he made him a ruler over his household. Mm -hmm. Now, the question is, what is the household? Um, his people. His people, right? There are, there are members in the household. So the household, when we go to Galatians chapter 6 and verse 10, it says, Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. The household here represents the church, and, and there are household members, and these are God's people. Okay, God's church. But it also mentions here that this faithful servant, he gives them food. He gives them food. So he's very giving, and he has the principle of hospitality. But what do you think here food represents or symbolizes? Um, I've, I'm not really sure, but I'm thinking it's just generally taking care of us, like daily providence, um so what did what does the Lord's Prayer say? Give us this day yeah. our our daily bread. Our daily bread. Yeah. Um, man shall not live by bread, bread alone, alone, but by some faith. It says every word. Okay, that proceeds from the mouth of God. <laughs> yeah. so, so so the food also represents here the word of God. Oh yeah. And it says here that this food is to be given in due season. Okay, in due season means at the right time. This is spiritual food at the right time. So if it's given at the right time or at the present time and someone's sharing this, this is what we can also sometimes call present truth. Mm -hmm. And in the Bible, truth is also defined as God's law, according to Psalms 119, verse 142, God's word, John 17, verse 17, and also Jesus Christ, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So let me just summarize what we've seen thus far. We've seen that the faithful servant... A ser servant is God's messenger. Yes, he can be God's leader. Also, he can be God's people that are faithful. The master is God. The ruler or the leader is spiritual leaders. The household is the church. But there's also, um, there are people in the household, church members. The food is the preaching and teaching of God's word. And due season is, you know, truth that is given in the right season, present truth. And, uh, the man that is doing, he is actually, he is blessed. And, and when people don't invest their time in serving God, do you know what happens to them, Tabitha? Can you want to maybe share a few words? You know, what happens when you're not really serving the Lord? Um, 
you are cast out. <laughs> cast out? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You know, sometimes I, I'm not really sure what direction you're going. So, yeah, I'm just thinking um, you, you won't inherit the kingdom of God. Yeah, and, and, and you, eventually when you're not sharing and you're just focusing on self, you go cold. And you can become judgmental and critical and, and not happy. And, uh, you know, we're talking about people here, faithful servant and unfaithful servant. The unfaithful servant represents those who profess that they actually believe in God. Mm. A- and when you are, I- I've come across people where, um, you know, I remember one person, well, I've done my time. And this is an older person. Mm-hmm. And it's as though... You know, they they were a spiritual leader in the past, but now it's almost like, well, I've done my time. Um, the reins are being passed on to the next generation, and that's good. That is good. You know, you want to um, have a succession plan. A- and then the person goes, well, uh, I'm not going to do anything anymore in the church. I'll take up no more duties. You know, eventually people like that, they grow cold um, and they're not growing in Jesus. Mm. And there are people who sometimes go, hmm, there's certain things that happen in the church and they get upset and they stop serving God. Mm. And it could be a rebellious attitude. Mm. And what's interesting is that people like this, they will even justify their reasoning so well in their minds when they don't get involved. And really what they do is they do injury to themselves. Mm. You know, by doing, um, you know, it helps you to continue to grow in Jesus. Mm. My attitude is that never stop being a servant for God. Mm. Continue to do all you can for Jesus for the sake of mission until your very last breath, Mm. until Jesus Christ comes back again. Also, there are people that they they are blind and they are in denial and they go, no, I'm faithfully serving the Lord. Mm. But yet they're more like the unfaithful servant and they think they're doing things, but their fruit don't show it. And, and they are self-deceived. And these same people, they put other people down. And they judge and they criticize those who are doing things for the Lord, but they don't do anything. They just sit back. Mm. And these same people, they criticize people, uh, these you know, uh, faithful servants' methods. And uh, what what's also interesting is there are people who... And they do things in the church, uh, and they accept positions in the church. And uh, when you have a nominating committee in the church, it's not a coalition of the best. It's a coalition of those who are willing. Mm. And, and sometimes when you talk to these people, and it's actually very difficult, those who are blind and self-deceived, they're not doing anything for God, Um you know, they're sometimes too even proud to even ask for help if they see their folly. Hmm. Um, you know, it's interesting. You can sometimes ask people if they're willing to serve God or do something in certain capacity in the church. And, you know, they actually say no, no, no. And the, uh, usually when they say no, 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 uh, they usually do it politely, hmm. you know, and diplomatically. Hmm. Um, and, and they say no. And people give excuses. 99% of the time they say it very nice. 
And yet, they're not willing to do anything for the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, there are those who, who, who say like this, and I've had this person, no, I don't want to do that. I, I don't have passion for that. Mm-hmm. Well, the reality check is this. Even though I enjoy pastoral ministry, there are many things in my job that I don't like to do, but I still do it. Mm-hmm. And why do I do it? Because I know it's about serving God. There's a mission. And I know that it can be very difficult, but in the end, I do it, and I get joy out of that. Mm-hmm. And 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 let me just share another thing. Um, and you know, last year we had COVID, and we still do. And we had our churches in lockdown for about three months. Here, I remember it began in March. And some people, and I want to be very careful and sensitive. Some people have taken a step back and have not become active, um, and they don't want to get involved. And it has been quite revealing. And and, it, and it's in a time of emergency or crisis when it's time to step up. And I've heard some statistics in the United States where um, a survey was done and uh, only about two-thirds of, of people came back to church. We're not talking about Seventh-day Adventist churches. We're just mm-hmm. talking about churches. In, mm-hmm. And so two-thirds come back. And out of those two-thirds, um, the survey shows that only 25% are mission-minded. And out of that 25% who are mission-minded, the survey showed that only about 1 in 10 have this mission intent or this mission purpose in whatever job they're doing. So if they're a, a janitor or a cleaner, mm. they're doing this with the purpose of mission in mind in doing action for God. Mm. Well, um, I can agree with you, Rako. Um, this joy in doing God's work. Um, when I'm more involved, I am guilty. I'm not. I don't. I'm not always as involved as I should be. But when I'm more involved in in church, doing some work um, for the church, there I just feel some sense of satisfaction. Amen. Yeah, joy in doing God's work for sure. Mm. Um, so our offer for today is a book called Best Ever Missions or Best Ever Mission Stories, Part Two, and uh, it's a Kids in Action uh, book around the world. It's by Charlotte Ishkenin. Um, in the in this book, um, you will find examples of many ordinary young people who dare to do extraordinary things for God and others. Adventist children from from all over the world have helped others learn about Jesus. Join Harmony, Jeremy, Janissa, and 23 others as they share the love of Christ in their families, their neighborhoods, and around the world. This is a very rare and wonderful book, and we have limited um, copies, so we'll give you the code to ask for that book after the break. But for now, we're going to listen to this song, Standard Bearer by Four Ordained. Where I see my standard flying 
continue to go forth And though our numbers may be few Our will to win is strong We will carry on made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. That was Standard Bearer by Four Ordained. And you're listening to Taz Encounters on Faith FM with um, Rako Chelis. And before we went for a break, I promised to give you the code to get the offer for today, which is the book um, Best Ever Mission Stories Part 2 by Charlotte Ishkanian. And uh, it's just a book about how young young people are doing God's work. Um, the code to get that book is 3MJ7. 
3MJ7. Um, send that code um, 3MJ number 7. No space in between to 048880891. We only have five copies, so we'll give to the first five people to text us. I'm Draco. I believe we are in the last section. Um, of our program for today, how would you, how would you like to finish off? Let's go to Matthew 24 and just go verse by verse uh, from verse 48 and we'll finish this parable. Can you please read verse 48? Uh, but if that evil servant says in, in his heart, my master is delaying his coming. Here it says the evil servant. We've already mentioned that he is unfaithful. He professes to still be God's leader, God's people. And he's saying it in his heart, that means in his mind, in his thoughts, in his feelings. Uh, it doesn't mean that he is vocalizing it out loud, publicly, for everyone to hear. Mm-hmm. But he's saying, oh, my master, which is God, Jesus, he's delaying his coming. He really, he's not really looking forward to the second coming of Christ. Uh, he's not mocking it, he's not a scoffer. But also, this this person is not, uh, you know, it's not his first priority. And we see that this unfaithful servant, he does lack uh, consecration to God, and he has no sense of mission, and he also lacks devotion. And there's a, there's a quotation from the book called Steps to Christ on page 101. It says this, When men take themselves out of social life, away from the sphere of Christian duty, that means working for God and cross-bearing. Cross-bearing is, you know, you're bearing the cross and also, you know, you want to share the cross with others. When they cease to work earnestly for the master who worked earnestly for them, they lose the subject matter of prayer and have no incentive to devotion. So what's my point here? I believe that this unfaithful servant, he really has no incentive for devotion. And when people are having a personal connection with God, having devotion, they're going to be wanting to be willing more to work for the Lord. Mm-hmm. And they'll have joined that in what, as well. Can you please read Matthew 24 and verse 49? Um, and begins to beat his fellow servants and to eat and drink with the drunkards. Can you believe he is beating that the other fellow servants? The other fellow servants are other of God's people. Mm. He is beating them. And, and, and when you look up this word in the Greek, it can mean to thump, um, thump by repeated blows, mm. to hit with the stick, um, or with the palm, to beat, to smite, to strike, to wound. You know, w- when I read this, to hit with the palm, I thought about Jesus Christ a few days later. On a mm. Thursday night, he's before the high priest and he's being questioned and one of the officers who stood by struck Jesus with the palm of his hand. Mm. And, and these people, can you can you believe, they beat other fellow people. And yet, they're, they're dealing with, uh, they're drinking and eating with drunkards. Drunkards simply means worldlings. That's what it means here. Mm. And yet, this unfaithful servant um, has the audacity and boldness to put other servants down, but he is really a hypocrite. And, and in verse 51, uh, at the end, again, he's going to, it mentions that he is alongside there with the hypocrites. Please read Matthew 24 and verse 50. The master of that servant will come on a day when he's not looking for him and at an hour that he's not aware of. Yeah, he's not looking and he's not aware. And verse 51, please. And will cut him in two and appoint him his portion with the hypocrites. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. 
mm, the weeping and gnashing of teeth, and it, it talks about here he'll um, he'll be cut in two. Um, this is really judgment, and judgment comes from God. Mm. And he's a hypocrite. He's an actor. Um, you know, he's put he puts on a facade, which simply means a deceptive outward appearance. Mm. I know our time is running quickly, mm-hmm. and I just want to mention this. In the beginning, I talked about how there's a rock, and that rock represents a talent. And let's say you put that in a napkin or a handkerchief, and you wrap it, you fold it, and then you bury it. Mm-hmm. You know, there are people who have talents. Mm-hmm. And I've read a, I've read, I've read in um, by a certain author. I've read several statements where she writes about how people they they put their talent in a napkin, mm-hmm. and they also they bury this. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's interesting. They fold it, they wrap it, they bury their talent. But also, this author talks about how you can unearth it, unfold it, and undo the napkin. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, 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 there's that part of grace. But if we stop using our talent, we can actually lose it. You don't just get a talent and it remains with you forever because in the parable of the talents, which we will not study now, but later on, the one that received one talent, he hit it. Eventually, he lost it and he had to give give it to the one that had ten talents. Mm. And, you know, I, I want to encourage the people that are listening mm-hmm. um, that they really want to be a faithful servant for God, mm-hmm. that they want to be people of action. It's not just all about lip service, but people of action. Remember, the acronym for ACT, action changes things. And there's also an acronym for the word action, mm-hmm. always complete the immediate objective now. Mm-hmm. And so God, I believe, we're not saved by our um, actions. We are saved by grace, and because we are saved by grace, we love Jesus. We want to put our faith into into action and be doers and, and share Jesus with other people. Indeed. Um, thank you, Rako, for that powerful sharing, and I pray that our listeners have been blessed. Um, just to remind us, the codes to get the offer for today is 3MJ7, 3MJ number 7, text her to 0488-880891, and we'll be able to send the book Best Ever Mission Stories to. It's a very interesting book, and we only have five copies, so the first five people to text We'll get the book. Um, what do you have for us next week, Rago? Uh, next week, we're going to be looking at the foolish and wise virgins. And you know what's interesting? I forgot to mention this, mm-hmm. but we talked about the faithful servant, and he was also wise. Oh, yeah. And what's interesting is that I, I almost see like the ten virgins, five were wise. It's like this is an expansion pack, um, just like in the board game of continuing talking about God's people. Okay, and tomorrow we have Peter Watts um, continue with the series Searching for Certainty, and he'll be talking about the mark of the beast. So join Peter and um, Jason tomorrow to learn more about that. And um, we hope you enjoy the rest of the day wherever you are. We're going out with this song Trust and Obey by Sarah Hall. Glory he sheds on